Where's that dust coming from? Still finding debris after vacuuming? Eufy X10 Pro Omni Robot Vacuum has 8,000 PA of powerful suction to remove debris deep in carpets. And it's totally hands-free. Want to know more? Go to eufy.com. That's E-U-F-Y.com and discover X10 Pro Omni, the best-in-class all-in-one robot vacuum for only $799. Hey, I'm Ryan Reynolds. Recently, I asked Mint Mobile's legal team if big wireless companies are allowed to raise prices due to inflation. They said yes. And then when I asked if raising prices technically violates those onerous two-year contracts, they said, what the f*** are you talking about, you insane Hollywood ass. So to recap, we're cutting the price of Mint Unlimited from $30 a month to just $15 a month. Give it a try at mintmobile.com slash switch. $45 up front for three months plus taxes and fees. Promote for new customers for limited time. Unlimited more than 40 gigabytes per month. Slows full terms at mintmobile.com. I hate to break the fishing news after Ramchuk, but I'd like to speak about the ice hockey. Congratulations. You're one of the 13 listeners of the Real Life Podcast. We just traded a migraine in for like an orgasm. Might want to mark that down. All of my projects are on schedule until they're not. A member of the Nation Network of Podcasts. About as funny as we're going to get today. The Oilers are back. Back where? Just in a general sense. It feels like they're back. Never in doubt. Back, back at 500 by December 11th, hey? Never in doubt. Hey, I did say on ONE, we, I, I posed the question, when do you think they'll be back 500 going into this weekend? You yeah. said it would be like later in the week, and I said, how about on Monday morning? And sure as shit, that's exactly what they did. Um, we're once again back at the point where, granted, I wasn't alone this year, but Wanya, I know you'll laugh. Every year I have one freak out. I'm good American for one. American Thanksgiving. I'm good for one freak out about this. I have a tweet from like... The end of October being like, it's painful watching the Connor McDavid era unravel. I remember I went home and like stared at the wall and that was over. And I was Seems like, Seems a little foolish in hindsight. No, because uh, I'm like, if you're MJuck saying this, he probably has some intel. It captured the moment. It was all of us though, even yeah. on ONR. Like, when do we ever see Rick as down and out as he was? And now Rick is running around being like, no room for people who jumped off the bandwagon. Oh, and I'm like, Rick, you sat in the chair I'm in right now with like borderline tears in your eyes. Yeah, he stayed on the back. He was just in the corner, like in deep mope. Whoa, he stood geez. across the street. I know, that's what I wanted to fix. Sorry, guys. As Oops. the as the house across the street, your Amtrak was being ripped down by a. Uh, he, he stood there and watched the thing get torn down, like in an Oilers related shame spiral. And I was like, damn, that's crazy. He's watching a 19. 19- 03 house get ripped down covered in shame <laughs> it was so, so funny it was an emotional he's a beaten man i said seven games ago they're just gonna win seven straight and they'll be nobody <laughs> in their right mind thought they were gonna win seven straight nobody thought they'd get in that valley no one thought they'd get out of that valley that just, quick just it was interesting game heater. over the weekend they were essentially a point or two off from exactly where they were at the same point last year <laughs> just a different path. And that's a really good east team too that yeah. we just played yesterday. And Carolina. There's a couple of good teams. Yeah. yeah. And but Minnesota they, was hot. Manhandled them last yesterday. Yeah. There was like, you know, there was not that many shots on net right away. Mm-mm. Calvin Pickard stepping up. He played great. He played awesome. Sad to see that one go in because it sure would have been nice. Well, that was a great goal. Yeah, it's yeah. not yeah. much you could do about that one. Yeah. I, I, I do wonder though, like all the media were kind of being like, Jack's coming back. They're gonna give him another tour of duty. Why? 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 I, it also shows kind of how damaged we are that the backup starts. And my first thought is, well, they might have to score seven to win tonight. <laughs> this is not good. Not good. And then you're like, oh, wait, wait. He's just like a competent professional goalie. Like, Jack, it shows you how far below Jack Campbell was. 
It's so true. There's a couple things from that game yesterday, but Jack Campbell coming back. When I heard that, like I think even Reed Wilkins, somebody else said that. Yeah. I just was also in the same campus. It's like, not happening. What, is what's no. the point? Well, like can now. What would be the point? Unless he absolutely lit fire down there, like playing out of his mind. Do you bring him back for another stint? Chalmers, there is no Vesna in the AHL. Do you know why? No. Because it don't matter. Because it don't matter. Is there trophies in the AHL? It doesn't matter. Is there top goal? I mean, there There is a Vesna trophy for the AHL? It's got to be something. Maybe. Somebody deserves some words. Yeah. It's a full league. So I was at the game yesterday and I walked in the door. I've got it real quick. Sorry. Okay. The Baz Bastion Memorial Award is so, for the AHL the, best goaltender. Oh, shit. He got that Baz Bastion. <laughs> they also do a, uh, a linesman of the year. Ah. Oh, finally. The Tyler Uremchuk a Memorial. linesman of the year? Ref awards? Refs were in one yesterday, too. Oh, my God. I said this on Jack the Jack Hughes is a pro diver. That, but also like. The Heesher slash on Kane was a terrible call. There was another power play the others got. I think it was the one where the hooking someone the, tripped CC, and I was like, "That's not a penalty." They, Lazar tripped CC, and it, he didn't touch him. The refs were yeah. So they missed they missed a Connor McDavid cross check behind the net. A great one too, and Ryan McLeod's brother was, well, was right. It was right in front of the ref. That should have been a penalty. <laughs> and then right funny. when the play came back down, I looked at the people I was sitting with, and I'm like, "There's going to be a makeup call," and immediately. Hardly even a hook, <laughs> and Matisse Yamark is going. Uh, sorry, Ekholm is going to the to the yeah. box, and I'm like, dude, like that wasn't so then, close to a penalty. Yeah, so then was and the, it's fine. So then the cross check was called. Yep. So I wasn't rattled about that, but there was a couple times too when the when the when the crowd erupts, and you're just kind of like, that's not a penalty. We shouldn't yeah. be worried. That's definitely not a penalty. That's just a hockey play. Um, I didn't think they were that bad. I mean, the the Puck going the, the first goal that was reversed. When you see it in super slow mo, their own player puts it in. Yeah, but Kane definitely hit the goalie. Yeah, it was skate on skate. Yeah. You kind of have to call that back then. Yep. Kind of. Like when I saw the replay, I'm like, nah, that one's coming. We were trying back. to watch yeah. it and just like kind of try to make sense of it. And you know, when you know it's funny, when you don't have like Louie and Jack to kind of help you break it down and yeah. you're sitting there trying to break it down yourself, you're because you you're were not there? totally sure, yeah, what you're yeah. looking at, right? And so yeah, I had a more of a problem with the second one. It didn't get called back, but it was just waved no goal. What that been in the third period where they were kind of hacking away? In oh the yeah, that's just counted. laying there open. There's no reason that puck should have, that play. Well, they say that he pushed the goalie across the crease or something. Yeah, something but it was like, like their own guy that scored it. Yeah, yeah. it's very confusing. Very very odd. How about Connor Brown having a goal? Connor Brown back, can't hey? buy. One Will he ever <laughs> find? He's just fuck no. Nope. And like the look on his face, the fist oh, pump celebration. So too, good. The high fives. All the team. I said, I'll give him like a big smack oh. on the ass. Two, two game things. Did anybody notice that every dump in they made was on the goalie? Like they, they weren't putting it in the corners. They were always putting it on the goalie. Is he a bad puck? Like bad at playing the puck. Well, after the distance? way he fumble fucked it on McDavid's well, goal. Like, yeah, that was, <laughs> he froze his controller disconnected. He was yeah. like, uh, He's like, what am I doing here? And like, how am I in this league fighting? But it was actually Kane that got that out front, mm-hmm. yep. which is nice to see. But yeah, they kept dumping it on him. And I was just like, is that a, anyways, the second thing, our penalty kill, that Elite. aggressive box, lights out right now. Unbelievable. Elite. It is. So, they couldn't even <laughs> stop <laughs> a nice aggressive box. It's oh, my favorite. Yeah. Uh, they couldn't get 
anything going. They couldn't even control the puck because yeah. we were on them. <laughs> Which is amazing because uh, the Devils, I'm doing off the dome, but their power play was like 34% or something. Only power play in the league above 30% this year. It was the Devils. Right. And so like a normal power play is like four players, obviously in a box formation, you each get your quadrant. It's like a zone defense, right? Yeah. We were not playing that. One of our forwards was running and the other one was supporting, going to wherever he wasn't, right? So they would never get caught in the same position, right? So the, the guy, if you were playing left forward, you could find yourself following the defenseman or mm-hmm. following the forward to the right side and the other forward would know it, but they were doing it a lot. Like it was, it, it wasn't just stick to your quadrant, which I kind of like, cause it helps make it more aggressive. Cause would, now would you say coach knob knows a good box? I guess he knows a great box. Nobby knows box. Mm-hmm. I'm a knob gobbler. He knows. Mm-hmm. So the other thing about the game, I walked in the door and I saw one of the nicest surprises I'd seen. And I ran into Wanye and Wanye Jr. Thuggin. Thuggin. Undefeated in the ever. Wanye Jr. era. Thuggin. Undefeated oh, nice. in the Wanye Jr. era. First hockey game. You're going to tell us we about We walked it. right through the door and you're the first person we saw. I know. And so tell us about the purchase you made before you walked in the door. So we have a video. We made a video. So this is going to be a video. But the audio version of the video is as follows. We're like, hey, we're going to go to the game. We're going to go get him his jersey. So we go into the store. I've yet to see the store. I wanted to see it for the first time when he saw it. First of all, Oilers store, unbelievable. Yeah, like Uncle big. Rick on the outside window, huge beginning. I'm on the wall twice on the inside. There's Come two on. pictures of me in there. Come on, well, how? Cheering goals. Woo. Really? Me and my dad. It's the only photo of me and my dad that exists. Anyways, keep going. <laughs> Unbelievable. What a moment. It's a nice yeah. first one. Amazing store, though. Like seeing the dressing room doors and shit. Like I'm sure everybody's seen it, but I hadn't seen it. So I'm still blown away. So we take Wanya Jr. to the wall of jerseys for kids. And I'm like, I want him to pick his own jersey. And he walks up, looks around, puts his hand right into the middle of the rack and pulls out a Vinny DeHarnay one of one four-year-old jersey. I was wondering. I'm like, did Uncle Rick get that for him? No. It's like McDavid, McDavid. Dry sidle, dry sidle, Vinny D. And he just puts his hand in and pulls it, it out on the fly. Love it. So the first of all, when it's that little, the D and Deharnay's on his elbow yeah. and the S is Deharnay's on his S, right? So he picks that out and he immediately puts it on and this is his move now. So I respect that he goes with a role playing D man like Vinny Deharnay. Real That's fan. real fan. Exactly. exactly. Real You're fan. never going to regret. But like, why does that jersey exist? Why not? It's, no, but like they don't have a jersey size. Maybe <laughs> for real. Yeah. Like, oh, you want the smallest Vinny D jersey or the largest? Yeah, Rick just ordered the wrong size. Had so to go somewhere. Back on the rack. So he was pumped for that, and then we have all the video of him going through the day. So it'll be it'll be really fun. I'm excited to see the video, but like also funny what kids enjoy of the hockey game. Like what were what were his favorite parts? Well, popcorn. He, popcorn. He was dialed in. Um, but my favorite part too. We were really lucky. We were able to get seats for uncle Carrie. We were sitting in the loge. Cause I knew he was going to be an active member of participant. I'm sure Crawford was the same way. Like there's no chance this kid's sitting in a seat. No, no. So by 10 minutes into the second period, he's underneath the table, watching the wiggles on my cell phone and eating popcorn. Hell yeah. He was just a little bit too overstimulated. Like the earphones were on and shit, but he was extraordinarily pumped up about little Hunter. Like that. So there was Hunter and then there was Little Hunter. Oh, the next gen. Next gen day. Hunter yeah. brought his boy. So next Little day. Hunter is here, Dad. Bring, bring little your like son to me, work day. he said. Like he gets it. Like there's Hunter and Little Hunter uh, like me. Next gen That's day was a top notch yep. idea. And the performance of the kids yep. in that building. I, I couldn't. So obviously I'm watching at home. But I could only hear the kid doing the goal announcements in the arena. Yep. Nailed it. 
Unbelievable. 11 year old anthem singer. She, too. Was, she was unbelievable. How do you have the balls to sing at 11? I couldn't wrap my head around how good of a singer she no. was. Her timing, like, yeah. like usually when kids get nervous and they're out there and they're like singing, they start to speed up and they start. She was perfect. Like she was great. Stone pony. But like they even had an in-game host. Uh, like sidekick, like a little, like a kid. Mm. He was great. Yep. Nailed t-shirt toss. Like oh, yeah. he did great. But when, when, when the little guy up in the booth did the starting lineups was the kind of the first time we had heard him. He was just automatic. Like, I don't know where they found these kids. They, but I these feel like they like brought them in from Hollywood and shit. They yeah. were incredible. Those are an Edmonton yeah. They're Mickey Mouse kids. Yeah, yeah. they are. Yeah. So and it's then, a really cool thing they're doing for kids. Like that's a really cool program. Memory of a lifetime. Up. Oh, yeah, for sure. Memory of a lifetime. But to do it for the, as far as I know, that's the first time to get each and every kid in the position and absolutely nail it. Yeah. Bravo. Great job. They I, got two, I got two rules with my acting career, John. I was out with kids and yep. work with animals. Nope. That's so to have a whole thing based you on and kids. Christian Bale. But when and they it, opened the box at Center Ice and out came Hunter and Mini Hunter, Wanya Jr. laid an egg of excitement. So his name was Kit. And he was actually played by a kid, by a 12 year old kid who was inside. unbelievable. Too. He was also interviewed by Gene Principe. Like the mascot. The mascot was a 12 year old. Did kid. he talk? The mascot was a 12 year old kid. Yeah. Kid's mini name? Hunter. Yeah. He was not a, talking though. Right. In the interview. Goaltender? No. no. Oh, wait. In the interview. Gene interviewed him in the intermission and he was just given thumbs up and thumbs down. Yes. Good, good, good. Master of his craft. And so or Hunter, you know, when you see him on uh, down low, he slides down the rail. And then he gets to the bottom and he's like trying to coax this kid. None of we can't really. Then all of a sudden this kid comes sliding down the rail. It was awesome. And then they do their whole little performance. He had his cool. low drum and then the kid had a high drum. So doon, 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 doon. it was funny. I love it. It was a great job. by the was yeah. like really, really well done. I saw Hunter get assaulted a couple of games ago. Come on by <laughs> what? What? Like that actually? is oh, very, yes. Unpack that quickly. Hunter walking down the steps right next to me. Drunk guy, section over two rows up, trying to get his attention, takes off his hat and rifles it at Hunter, hits Hunter in the head. And then Hunter's handler just boom, right on the scene. And they had like a little like, you tell the hand. I'm surprised to- someone in the crowd didn't knock that guy out. I was stunned. I almost wanted to. And so him and his handler, like, to like put his ear like right up to his mouth. And they had like a little back and forth. Like, what do you want to do with this guy? And Hunter gave him his hat back and was a good sport. And wow. And, his fist. and the guy was whatever. Bad Shame. vibes. That was bad vibes. Ripped his hat at Hunter and hit him like boom. You do Hunter not. rules. I love you, Hunter. Yes, I love yeah. Hunter too. Yeah, he does a good job. He his does. thing like he's describing where eyes. he slides down. I love every time I love so it. So I don't know what we were all doing, but we were all like we all noticed him come down the rail now at the other kind of end of that side. And he damn near went through the glass. He was yeah, going he so comes fast. Down hot. He was coming down so hot. Had to stop some of his feet. We're all like, whoa, did you see him? I don't think he meant to be going that fast. They've got those double railings in some sections. Yeah, just, and those are like just, Hunter super highways, right? Like it's, there's four of them. It's just like where it separates the middle from now the bend. Yeah. And club seats from not club yep. seats. So, the rich sorry. from the poor. Mm-hmm. Damn. <laughs> You're only an end colonnade. Yeah. What side of the uh, double, double rail There's are you? barbed wire on it all of a sudden, eh? <laughs> just barbed wire. Yeah, like, Can we go like over there? Stadiums, they just chain link fence it off. Yeah, here's just an elitist thing. Yeah. Top tier game, though. Hell and of then a victory. Hell of a game yesterday. Oilers played well. That is the that second so best man. NHL game I've ever been to in my life. I love my son, but game six is game six. Yeah, of Let's course. Be fucking real. Of I mean, course. I don't want to lie about it. No, no, no. But this was honest. number two. Yeah. 
I think he'll get it. He'll get it. Above a game six? He'll get oh, it. Oh, he'll get it. Yeah, no, yeah, yeah. Well, he's, well, he's got the Vinny yeah, Darren like, so he's going to be an oil, yes, good Oilers fan, yes. so he'll respect it. I hope. I would hope. Because then he'll know you're lying if you said it was I number one. I could see him sitting there, like, processing and just sort of taking everything in. I was like, oh, I hope this is taking right now, and this is one of his things that makes him excited. Because, like, your first few experiences with something, if you go to an Oilers game and you get a bad hot dog or something, or you go to an Oilers game. Yeah. I remember I went to a Trappers game, bought a, got a bad hot dog. I'm like, I'll never go back. I was like six. Like. I had a large human fall on me once at a Trappers game. Did you ever go back? Yeah. yeah. <laughs> but I was like four or five. And I, f- I had forgotten about this until this summer when my sister told me and the memory like flooded back. It was kind of weird. PTSD stuff. There was like a foul ball coming and this large human fell over top and on top of me. And like the medics had to come like ask me what time and day it was. And I was so little. When you I woke up, you knew all the statistics of the Trappers <laughs> and that's your origin story. <laughs> but I didn't story. know like my days because i was like four or five so they were like what day is it and I, apparently i just started crying and then when my sister told me that i was like oh my god i remember all of this that's really damaging see thank god that didn't happen to wanya Jr. that's how he became things. claustrophobic yeah <laughs> mm-hmm. and that's why to this day i don't <laughs> chase why, foul balls yeah and that's why to this day he can't sit in the third row of an suv <laughs> the, minute, the minute those seats go back, mm-hmm. it's people who are claustrophobic do get claustrophobic back there. I can't get in them. No, oh, there you really? go. Really? Nope. Can't do it. I didn't know you're claustrophobic. Oh, Won't do the third row. What if it's what if it's like no. not, like if it's bench, <laughs> no. if it's like a, a, a second row bench, third row the bench, I get it. SUV? No, but if so it's like a captain's you, chair leave, to the no, so no, okay, captain's chair is okay. Yeah. If it's captain's chair, that's okay. Yeah, because that, that's but a there's corridor. not very many third rows that are captain that yeah. have captain's chair. So when you pull the seat back and you get through the door and you get into the back and then that seat snaps down. That's anxiety. Really? I was like, you're very hardcore anxiety. Yeah. I do not like it. Uh, I can't sit center. I I basically can't sit window or middle seat of an airplane either too, because when the, when the you have to be aisle, yeah, have to be aisle. So would you be claustrophobic if we buried you like a hundred feet under the earth, like Mr. Beast in a coffin? Yeah. I see. I wasn't sure. You wouldn't handle that well. That would would trigger you. That would trigger claustrophobia. It's it's. And okay. So when they put down the tray, (laughs) if I'm in the middle or aisle seat or in the window seat or middle seat and the person on the aisle puts down their tray, I feel trapped immediately. I know it's really weird, but it's very, the fact that you're just in a cylinder in the sky, flying death cylinder. Nowhere to go. I need to know I can stand up at any time. I need to know that I can move. Like I'm not claustrophobic. And I've had moments in planes where it just dawns on me that I'm 30,000 feet in the air. And there's like a thin metal wall between us. And there are ice cubes in my drink, but I don't know if I should be up here. Somebody. And I don't know, this is getting like a little deep into the psyche of me. We used to be called psycho as a child. Let's go to the bottom um, of the ocean. But somebody once was like, I think that might be why you like sandals so much. And I was like, foot claustrophobia. Then I started to think about it. And like when I'm in a movie theater or in an airplane, if I think about my feet and like that they're hot or uncomfortable, <laughs> I start to get anxious. If, I need to get them off. It's very, I know it's very weird. If I think about my feet, if I think about my feet and then being hot and trapped inside my shoes and I can't take them off, I need to get them off. Now on long haul travel, I like to take my shoes off, but that's just to like, let my body breathe. Well, I think if I'm I was like, on a long haul, I'd wear Crocs. Decent idea. See, that's why I, I, I most likely wear sandals always on a plane or when I'm driving in a, in a car and I need to take a long road trip. Doesn't matter if it's winter, I'm wearing gotta sandals let the, in the car. Gotta let the dogs breathe. It's just super comfortable. Um, but I, I also do know exactly where this came from, too. 
When I was like eight years old. That you're the guy that fell on your Ram truck at the Trappers game? <laughs> no, I was not underneath your Ram truck with that guy. You got trapped at a Trappers game? Seems on brand. They were helping me Ram truck. Uh, no, we moved into a brand new house and we had what they call like bench seats in front of the window. And so you'd have a lid Uh-oh. on the bench seat. Uh-huh. And so I, we were playing high and go seek and I got in the bench seat and my sister sat on top of it. Yeah. And was like, oh, I don't know where he is, knowing I was in there. And that shit ain't I funny was at a point. To get out, and she would not get up. And it felt, it was probably like 15, 20 seconds. It felt like a lifetime. And I have never been able to shake it. And it's <laughs> but weird. like in all applications of life, like it, normally you would just be like traumatized to see a bench seat. No. I just got caught. It I just get claustrophobia. Like, it just triggered claustrophobia. Hmm. It just triggered being like confined. I just don't like it. And like, even when I'm sitting aisle, I like have to have one of my feet out just cause like, I, I, I know that I can get out at any moment if I need to. I remember playing red <laughs> Rover one time in elementary school. And I was like, maybe like grade one, grade two, yep. and a bit, and somehow or other, I found myself on the side of a little hill with a kid sitting on me and like, he would not get off and they're reached and a point. Panic. Well, they reached a point where I'm going to run out of fucking six year old lung air. Yeah. Right. And this fat kid was sitting on top of me and it was the end of days. Yeah. And I remember being like, I'm going to die. I'm going to die in the field. I'm going to die in this hill. And then he finally stood up and Zip. I was like, <gasps> and I had like, I was running out of air, man. Yeah. And that shit sticks with you if you're a little kid. Cause especially if you don't have like just a moment of sheer panic, whatever yeah. triggers that for yeah. you. I fell off a chairlift once too. the what? strawberry That's hill really- at sunshine. Wow. It was the little, how like high the- are we talking? 10 feet. <laughs> that's pretty I got on. Thinks, dude hella skiing does not look easy because like no they probably jump from like 12 15 feet i think that's like the extreme i think in most cases they land don't they or they just like hover right over i thought these just jumped out or maybe sometimes they do yeah. if it's powdery i think well, then like a warren miller film yes skiing up that high in a mountain is difficult as the best of times let alone worrying about the fucking snow piling on you I know. Could you imagine if you hella skied, but when you jumped out, you like caught an edge and then you just ended up rolling down. <laughs> the mountain. You're like, well, that was not worth it. And you're one mitts at the top. There ain't no stopping you either. <laughs> no. Yeah, I know, man. Power momentum. I can't believe the 10 feet off a chairlift. That's nightmare fuel. I always play I the do game. Not like I fell into a tree. I, I have to like really keep my mind off uh, of looking down or thinking about the chairlift. I, anytime the chairlift stops, I always play the game. I look down and I'll say, would you? Would you? Would you? No. And they lo- if you get caught there, they lower you down with a rope. Oh, like yeah. it is not an easy one time excavation. At Marmot, I got caught on the Back knob here. chair. That's because uh, that one gets high. That one is very high. And I just remember sitting there for about thirty minutes. Let's say not cool. Longest thirty minutes. And it's ever. a very uncomfortable chair. Swing. You know what too. I hope because we're talking about this right now is that I get the posts on Instagram of like where the chairlifts get turned up to like 10 speed and, and go backwards. And they can't stop them. And people are just flying off them at the bottom. Have you ever seen those videos? No, it's in, it's insane. It's society breaking it down literally as people like people have to make that decision of when you get to the turn, like, am I going to try to jump? Most of them don't have a choice. That yeah. thing whips them right off and they go flying and then just, they land on the people that just got whipped off. And then it's, I feel like sometimes our algorithms are the same, you and I, because I just saw a video on Instagram of a guy who was riding up a T-bar, like a long, long T-bar. Yeah. Couldn't handle it, fell backwards and took out everyone behind oh. him all the way down. <laughs> <laughs> That's bowling. They call that T-bar bowling. Mm-hmm. Yeah. Took out the whole line. Yeah, I roll the strike. What's that other one called where you put it in between your legs? Pomodoro? No, pom- 
pommel horse? No. Oh, what is it? I know what you're talking about, but I, I don't know what you're talking about. about. It's the, a kind of chairlift? Yeah. Yeah, well, you got the circle at the bottom. Yeah, yeah. yeah. The oh, first yeah. time I had to do that again, like do a T bar or one of those, it's probably been like ten years. It was a jolt, like, and you're like, jeez, and you have to, and then you get on it, and you're like, oh my, god, I don't want to be the, I don't want to be the guy. T bar is a lost art, man. T bar is a lost art. I used to go to Twatna all the time when I was growing up as a kid, and that's all you had is T bar. T bars were fun, hill. and then you could do like the slalom with the T bar, yeah. cut yeah. way out wide, cut yeah. way out wide, and it pulls you back. Yeah, and I used to like doing that. <laughs> La- I went I'm looking the- forward to skiing. God, it's like I went on the T bar last year at Marmot. First time I was on a T bar. They don't have a T bar at Marmot. They used to, a long time ago. Where'd you Where go? was I then? I would have believed you. Lake Louise, they have a T bar. <laughs> I would have believed them too. <laughs> Big White has okay, a T bar. Last year, then might have been Lake Louise, but I was on a T bar for a long time. Had not been on one forever. It's a commitment. It's a it's, and it go with someone tired. who's way shorter than you. Like go with a kid. Whew, that's a workout well, for you because it's pulling at the back of your legs. It just hurts. Anyway, so yeah. Hey, I really want to ski. So Tawny. All right. That's Speaking also of T-bars. On, that was also in my list of uh seven things. Almost a billion How much have we dollars. gotten to so far? One. Now we've got no Hunter game. Assault. Hunter Assault. Juan A. Jr.'s first game. Oilers win seven in a row. Nice. Oh, Tawny was on there as well. <laughs> Do you want a preview of everything else we're gonna talk about? It was about? fun on Friday in the office. Oh man, that, an that like four hour window of time where it felt like it was a hundred percent certainty. The Blue Jays today, guys, were on YouTube live putting <laughs> beers into water guns and shooting it into each other's. They were mouths. so excited. <laughs> they were so excited. That was that was such good content. Those boys were pumping out. They had like four thousand concurrence going. It oh, was yeah. fucking and wild. They turned on donations. I think they made like a hundred bucks an hour of people just donating money, being like, great stream. How long they do it for? Like four hours. Wow. But then we also got to watch the heartbreak of them. That was an interesting turn. You watched it live as they, what did that look like? Explain. Like the clip from the Simpsons where Ralph Wiggum gets his heart broken. You can see it. You can see it. And hear it. You can see it. Here's the thing. What was the guy's name? Bob Nightingale? Yeah. Where he goes... Confirmed Shohei is not on a plane to Toronto. He is still at his house in Los Angeles. You could just go like. So, but then they said the agents arranged this. What's the situation? So there's a conspiracy theory because Robert Horkovich. What's his yeah, name? Yeah, the Dragon Dragon's guy. guy. Yeah. His agency is the same agency as Shohei Otani's. He's represented by CAA talent. And he probably won't. Yeah, he's. Yeah, that's smart. Buddy. So he says, here's what we're going to do, boys. So I think someone at the agency there, it's kind of come out now that he was going to be a Dodger the whole time. And this was a ploy to get more money. He flew to Dunedin and toured the Jays practice facility after meeting with the Dodgers to be like, "Mm, I didn't like your offer. I'm going to go look at the Jays. And then they did this plane thing leaked out to a couple of reporters. He's on that plane and he's picking Toronto. So the Dodgers would go from 600 to 700 million. And think about this. Like Rogers was like Sportsnet was covering Mm -hmm. the plane stuff. They're, they own the Blue Jays. You have to think executives knew they weren't signing Otani. So they let it know. play out because like it well, was a, a made, lot of eyes. Well, of course. A lot of clicks. A lot what of What I eyes. wanted to know was, as I was thinking about it over the weekend. But like for a moment though, you know, I would, I would, you know what? I would say do it all again because yeah. for, for that four hours, that was fucking unreal. It's like the Eric Carlson uh, era in Edmonton. And we convinced ourselves this year for about a week, Eric yes. Carlson was coming. It was a great time. It's magic. It was wonderful. Did it happen? No. It's like buying a lottery ticket. Kind, kind of. of. There's you know, a you're window. You're probably not going to win, but there's always that moment where you're just like, 
Oh, this was, imagine. This funny was more that this real. Thing, it's yeah. funny that this conspiracy came out. I didn't read any of that because I was thinking on the weekend, I'm like, that fucking guy from Dragon's Den surely has Wi-Fi on that private plane. Surely uh, he he's knew that this watching. was all Oh, yeah. He's, he's got people watching. Surely oh, yeah. this was like a thing as soon as it took off from California. But you have to think now, if PR agencies and marketing people and agencies now understand how to manufacture a crisis now like this, yeah. a high percentage of what we see is fake. Right. If they're like, okay, what we're going to do is we're going to say it's Hergovic's plane. Okay, great. So he's taken flights before. So he's going to Toronto on that day in the free agency window. Or did he fly the plane during this window on purpose? No, no. Cause like started in the morning, being like, there is a plane that is leaving later today for Toronto. But is that him being complicit in this? Cause of some sort of agency conspiracy oh, for sure. So he's like, I'm going to fly to Toronto during this window. Well, he was probably already, you doing say it. I'm on it. He's probably already doing it, but like, or or not, yeah. Because it would have had like that was what was so crazy. About it was the timing of it, right? Yeah, he was flying from LA to Toronto well, during that exact. Window. And again, I, it came into my in a group chat with my buddies, just saying, "Oh, like the, the tweet." There's a plane, a private jet leaving from Anaheim, Toronto. I'm like, you know, how many rich people in Toronto have jets that go to Disneyland with their families? Like, well, not that exact one. <laughs> like, but then they're like, "Oh, but this one has been on other flights." For, and, and that has to be all bullshit. That's yeah. all bullshit. So it ha- they would have had to have the story ready. Yeah. So they must have sat there ten days ago and be like, you know, we're gonna get the last hundred million out the, of the Dodgers. For me, what sealed it to make it feel real was the Kikuchi. Re- uh, reservation. See, I never that believed up? that. Oh, that's the agency too. If they believe, but, uh, but, but, but then when I was poking holes, I'm like, if Kikuchi had that, it would never be in his name. Okay, I can. Rick walked us through that on O and R. It would be like Kikuchi has somebody make the call to the restaurant to book fifty reservation under pseudonym. Yeah, person at restaurant leaks that is actually from Kikuchi. That's how it gets out. <laughs> Fair. fair this fair, is fair. organized in advance. This doesn't yeah. happen magically on now, its own. Now, did Kikuchi go for sushi that night? Was it only 49? Oh, no. Calls it. Change it. 49. And then there's the video of him going into the airport. That again. Well, yeah. that was old. The minute they show that, oh, my God, he's the airport. I'm like, that's the one from when he went, they left the but season. But I thought that was, was him home. leaving LA when I saw it. Oh, no. It was all, it was all Japan. So there was a lot of like weird kind of like, I don't know, grand <laughs> I refuse to believe it. It was too exciting. Yeah, so- uh, I love me some breadcrumbs on the internet. A lot of media people love to do the, why'd you get your hopes up, Jays fans? You knew it obviously wasn't going to happen. And this is why you can't believe everything on the internet. It was on the MLB feed. Yeah, Yeah, MLB MLB got involved. Shared that Otani was on his way to Toronto. Like, how are you not supposed to believe that? This wasn't like a bunch, like the sushi thing. Okay, that's hilarious, whatever. But like when John Morosi tweets, Shohei Otani's on his way, and that guy breaks signings all the time and works for MLB Network. Duh. So he would have had to have been told to say that. Or, he or was, did he just say, I'm going to put a stamp on this rumor and make it my own? And no, say it's happening. I think the agency told him. I think the agency is like, whoever it was, was like, you know what? My relationship with John Morosi, it's not worth well, 100 and, million. I'm going to tell him we're on that plane. There so, was local nation insider Adam Seaborn. Yeah. Who was literally, he's Handshake like, emoji. he was like, I was literally told this. And like he's connected to some people, so I don't know like where, but like he's like, like well, clearly my source is fucked. But he's like, this is personal. Like I trust and believe in this space. I asked Eborn this morning. I was like, how's the mentions on Twitter? He goes, oh, it's a fucking disaster. Sometimes Sam Gagne isn't captain. Sometimes yep. that shit happens. Eborn, yep. you got to stand on business. Yep. Oh, he, he wasn't phased. No, no. 
So yeah, <laughs> the Otani funny. dream's dead. And when I saw he signed, I mean, the dead. Now we're just Dodger fans. All good. Oh, I don't give a shit about that. I'm booing him when he comes back. Oh fuck! <laughs> you plunk him? I plunk. Him. <gasps> <gasps> Imagine someone did. First time he up. He used in- the Jays. I care about the Jays more than I care about Otani. This is for making a week of our life. Very exciting. I hope I can see a Dodgers a game this year. I really ass. hope I can. It's funny how the narrative's like, they're going to give him so much money, they're not renewing the NHL deal. And the NHL is like, aw. And then it's like, <laughs> then we didn't get our guy. Aw. <laughs> <laughs> but the NHL Wait. still doesn't get any money. Aw. Just almost like million. A, all these billion Canadian almost. Yeah. Because like, before it was like 50 to 60. Yeah. I My prediction was 12 years, 550. $432,000 per game. The reality is, is like signing this is an investment in your organization. Like oh, yeah. the Dodgers brand now, like it's just played. It already was huge, but like it is popping off. They right did a now. calculation. They estimated somehow. I don't know how they did this, but he was worth $300 million a year to the California angels. Like to the tourism, oh. to the sales of merch, like the People all stealing jerseys. Yes, the all-in macro value of him. I, t- I took a dent to that. I didn't steal. I paid. <laughs> it was weird just seeing Magic Johnson just being like, "Welcome aboard!" Like we have he unlimited showtime. Like he had to stay West Coast. Well, he didn't he have didn't, to do anything. There was a storyline that made it makes sense. sense. He's a Dodger, <laughs> but there was a storyline that made sense for Toronto, and that was the other thing too. Like it was so believable. Like Adam from Jays Nation, he's like, "This is gonna change. He's changing lives. This signing <laughs> is changing kids' lives." Wow, like, wow. This is this is why he's doing it. I did. That's a whole why he's doing on it. R too. He, I thought he wanted to like put his own stamp on things, not just go like join the Dodgers legacy and like whatever. I thought he was like, you know what. I'm Shoy Otani. I'm going to do it my way. Just like when he came over the first time, he was the first really Japanese Asian free agent to do what he did, which is come over before he was a true UFA. He was making league minimum for his first couple of seasons here. Just waiting for the big ticket. Yeah, he showed up and put he in lost his- money because he could have made more in Japan, but he came over early because he was like, I'm doing it my way. I want to be one of the best players ever. So I thought like he's going to come North. He's going to make like the blue Jays franchise his own. And like have this whole country behind him. Like it made Dude. sense. And I it turned know. out Dodger. Go Dodgers. <laughs> turned out 700 million bucks. He's like, what's that? Dodgers? <laughs> I am. I, I did a whole thing on wait to get on my Friday. Dodgers Otani jersey. I cannot wait. I'm going to get one and burn it. Did you I, see ever the footage we put on Leafs Nation of Ty Domi agreeing to his contract with the yeah. Leafs? It's so. Have you seen it? So they have footage of it. It's like back in the day, shot on a potato. But his contract offer was like $7 million over four years or something, right? So you see him look at it. He's like, huh. And that's U.S. And they're like, yeah. And he's like, hmm. And he kind of sitting there. You can see in his mind, his numbers are changing, right? And he's calculating. He's like, and the fifth year, they're like, there's an option for 1.6. He's like, huh. Can you imagine what Otani would have looked like? Like $700 million. Hey, he gets a call from his agent. He's like, yeah, hello. Hey, yeah, uh, they're going up another 100 mil. I guess I am on that plane, but he's wearing like a feudal Shogun warrior outfit. And he's just, it's all gold. And he has a huge sword. Like. How do you even, if you're him, is he like so committed to the craft? Like, I don't think about him. Is he living in a bubble like Connor McDavid where yeah. he's always, so he doesn't even care he's getting money. He just wants Someone to tweeted there like, look how much he has to pay in taxes. It's like half his salary. And someone was like, more I than think, half. I think, someone goes, I think he'll be all right. Again, like, yeah, no, still make, uh, making after tax. I was curious. So Shohei Otani by himself 
makes more than the entire roster from the Oakland A's, the Baltimore Orioles, the Pittsburgh Pirates, the Cincinnati Reds, the Milwaukee Brewers, the Royals, the Marlins, and the Cleveland Guardians. <laughs> Combined. Not, not oh, only the aggregate, their but like total payroll. their total payrolls for their team. He makes more than all of those teams. And what is the, I know it's a soft cap. What is the cap in major league baseball? Uh, I think the luxury tax threshold <laughs> is 250, 280. 250? Yeah, yeah, it's <laughs> Holy. It's just now Chalmers. Hell. I don't follow baseball, but as I understand it, this Otani guy can throw a pitch and be, he's so fast. He goes and hits it. He hits his own pitch. It's like Mr. Perfect. So he'll be waiting at the plate for his own pitch. And then he'll hit that shit yard. Huh? And then as the ball crosses over and it's, it turns into gold and it just rains down gold coins. And then his team is down one, nothing up one, nothing. Cause there's a rule. If you can <laughs> hit your own pitch, it counts for two. It's the in season tournament in the MLB. So yeah, I was pretty, I was dejected on Saturday, but I wasn't like stunned (laughs) when I saw it. I was driving at the time too. And I just looked at my phone. I had a text from friend of the network, Colby Cohen. And he just, he texted me, he goes, I told you the best baseball player in the world wasn't coming to Toronto. Oh, don't you feel so good about yourself that you were negative all the way along? Colby, who is it? Armstrong? Colby Cohen. Did you get Colby Armstrong? (laughs) Did you get that feeling like when, Mm -hmm. like, oh, I'm an idiot for even believing this? We had when you tell your when your friend that never comes out says he's going to come and join you for a beer and then he doesn't. But you for like an hour actually. talk. Oh, like when you think you're going to come on our podcast twice a week for (laughs) 12 years. Tomlin says he's coming on a nation vacation. You're like 45 minutes of the show. We say you're fighting a boiler maker and you're not going to make it or whatever. We had two. We had two company altering shirt designs ready. Altering. Like, they were they were ready to go. Release one, them. Release the Kraken. Big in Japan. Release them. We em. probably should. <laughs> oh, it'd be so funny. Just be like, who wants them? We made them. My favorite was, I, I wish I knew who did it, but how quickly they had a shirt of the plane with the flight number oh, was yeah. fucking hilarious. <laughs> the All new right. MH371 or whatever? Yeah. The new mystery plane? Chalmers, uh, Chalmers mentioned Phoenix, which is a good time for me to tell you. Oh, Okay. Trip is moving. Is it? Oh yeah. Is the flight flightless package? Both. Both are going. Perfect. I love it. So that amazing when the boys are on a roll is what happens. And it's a great gift. And it's yep. going to be a gift of a good time. Give the gift of a nation vacation this holiday season for $19.99. You can send your favorite fan on the trip of a lifetime to Arizona with the crew, Chalmers included. February 18th to 20th, you get your flights, your hotel, and your hockey all included. And we're also now offering a flexible no-flight option for $9.99. If you want to join us, but you want to book your own flights, maybe you're not coming from Edmonton, something like that, you can still come on the trip. So shout out to NationGear.com. Goat and the boys are coming. Goat and the boys are coming. Right. And shout out to Alberta Blue Cross for their fantastic travel insurance ab.bluecross.ca slash travel to learn more now ramjack let's say some of our listeners are in prison mm-hmm. can they get out to go on this trip oh god i highly they asked nicely oh no, hey okay i wasn't sure if there was diplomatic immunity for any prisoners bobby yeah. schmurter will be there <laughs> he's free again. you know how the weather has been so great for this whole winter so far we've uh-huh. been so lucky oh, oh why what's happening i'm oh, checking you know, before, january before 17th it's going to be minus 30 and it's going to be that way all weekend, so you're gonna to want to go to Phoenix. Well, well be good thing plus, we're good thing we're going in February. Plus twenty two. What did I say? February, January. Yeah. I meant. February. I was gonna say. I think, oh think no, because we'll be I got Jasper the I got the, the other tournament. thing. I got the yeah. No, no, no. That weekend's gonna be beautiful. Just cold enough to make the ice melt. Minus or, five, maybe. Minus five is perfect. Yeah, because we need good. We need good ice for the pond hockey tournament. We should have a practice. We should have a practice. Have I gotta go buy a new bucket. Let's go. Have Who a was on our team last year? I was trying to recount us four. Salome. 
Seaborn. No, that's two years, two years ago. ago. Oh, Seaborn and Frank. Ah. Oh, Seaborn, oh, yeah. the guy who thought Otani was going to Toronto. Our, yeah. our two insiders? Yeah, our two insiders. <laughs> he wasn't inside on that one, was he? Uh, yeah, tourism, shout year? out Tourism Jasper. We are, uh, we're going back for the Pond Doggy Tournament, and you, the listener, can join us. CHEHockey.com if you want to find out more info about that trip, because it's a good time. So, yeah. January 18th to 21st. Yep. What a weekend. So that's the end of minor hockey week. So I think, is it weird that I'm going to hope for my kids to do really well at the beginning of minor hockey week, but then lose before the weekend. So we can, <laughs> I think all, that's fair. So we can all go because right now it's definitely going to be all of us, but. Is there like an Otani backstory of him, like hitting bricks with a bat to get strong or something? Or do you just like wake up one morning, six foot six hitting dingers? Yeah, he's just he a is a monster. That is interesting unit. because you, you know, like Crosby, there was the, what was it? The washing machine or, yeah. or the dryer? He used to drive that Zamboni to Tim Hortons every morning. <laughs> mm-hmm. <laughs> With his oh. best friend, Nathan McKinnon. Oh. All right. Like, uh, no, but was analogy, there no? My analogy was just like, if Connor McDavid was Connor McDavid and also every now and then he's the best goaltender in the league. Yeah. But makes no so sense. do you know anything about this? No, no way. He's just, very private. Like he doesn't. I just assumed he walked out of like the shadows as a full formed human, like a, you know, like a full taters. adult. Yeah. He hit a ball through the roof of the Tokyo Dome. And nobody knew what the hell happened. The video is awesome. Like, really? They're yeah. all just like, and the other team's like, hey, stop. Like, why is he still running? We don't even know where the fucking ball is. Where's the other guy going? Uh, Yamamoto? Yeah. I don't know. Seattle? Is, is he also going Toronto? to Toronto? Yamamoto watch Toronto? I heard. <laughs> he's on a plane? There's a press conference. <laughs> no, he's, he's on this. He's on a cruise. He's got a 50-person <laughs> dim sum reservation locked in. No, the Jays are apparently pivoting gonna, from sushi. You know who sushi. wins in this whole thing is right. that sushi restaurant. Fucking right. But did, they, did they name it? No. Because that would be but smart if, if they Toronto, did. If you're you're probably like, oh, it someone must be. Someone tweeted, they're like, the biggest lie is that there's a sushi place by Rogers. Like, someone's like, that doesn't even exist. <laughs> That's the agency in overdrive. <laughs> yeah, it's, it's called Rippler and uh, Believe It or Not's Aquarium. But the other, or the now next big free agent, which again, it's like Otani. Bellinger? Crap. Yeah. Cody Bellinger's uh, fiance or wife posted a... F- Instagram story of the Toronto skyline yesterday. Well, you knew he was his plan B. Well, but also now people are like Bellinger's wife watched Otani get an extra hundred mil. <laughs> yeah. Oh yeah. This. <laughs> so she's <laughs> like, yep. He sent a missus just to That's Toronto actually to that smart. Photo. Imagine people, they were letting people into the stadium with like Otani blue Jay shirts and everyone's paying for everything. And they fill the whole stadium. And then they're like, nah. you should just get an Otani blue Jays Jersey. Do it. It definitely exists. Someone definitely did it. My favorite is all the people who thought this was going to happen on Friday only to watch the 500 level tickets go from like 20 bucks a piece to 150 a piece for the season opener. Yeah. And now back down to like eight bucks. (laughs) (laughs) Hilarious. Imagine Otani bought all the tickets up. He's so smart. He bought all the tickets, the opening game and then released them as the. (laughs) That's just good business. There was a rapper one time I read about and there this, I can't remember his name, which is unfortunate considering the story. They're like, he's the smartest rapper of all time. What this guy did was he bought a bunch of Spotify bots. So it looked like he was streaming like crazy. Then he went and bought out his first concert in seven minutes. So all the press was like, this guy's hot on Spotify and his concert sold out in seven minutes. And it was him. He bought all his own shit. And then the night before the concert, he started releasing tickets were available, releasing tickets because the hype had been so big. This guy went out on his first show. I can't remember how much money he made, like hundreds of thousands of dollars. He had the presence of mind to buy up all his own tickets, hold them, get a ton of press about how hot he was. Release them. That was like the Oilers shut, uh, sold out streak for. Yeah. Right before the games, D Cates, an anonymous man bought 8,000 <laughs> tickets to the Oilers flames game. 
Well, that, so I listened to a podcast with a guy named David Sampson. He used to be the president of Miami Marlins and they used to buy, they used to buy like a certain amount of tickets every game just to say that they got to a certain level of attendance. They were totally faking the numbers. Like, you ain't ain't trying. Yeah. Like the elk saying there's like 30,000 people at the game. Yeah. Yeah. There might be 40, like 40 stop. (laughs) How dare you? 4D. For Speaking of Commonwealth, I went to the Big Air. You don't know anything about it. Well, one sec. You're going to tell us about that. The style experience. After we step aside for a quick break. Hmm. Hey, I'm Ryan Reynolds. Recently, I asked Mint Mobile's legal team if big wireless companies are allowed to raise prices due to inflation. They said yes. And then when I asked if raising prices technically violates those onerous two-year contracts, they said, what the f*** are you talking about, you insane Hollywood ass. So to recap, we're cutting the price of Mint Unlimited from $30 a month to just $15 a month. Give it a try at mintmobile.com slash switch. $45 up front for three months plus taxes and fees. Promote for new customers for limited time. Unlimited more than 40 gigabytes per month. Slows full terms at mintmobile.com. Hey, I'm Ryan Reynolds. At Mint Mobile, we like to do the opposite of what big wireless does. They charge you a lot. We charge you a little. So naturally, when they announced they'd be raising their prices due to inflation, we decided to deflate our prices due to not hating you. That's right. We're cutting the price of Mint Unlimited from $30 a month to just $15 a month. Give it a try at mintmobile.com slash switch. $45 up front for three months plus taxes and fees. Promote for new customers for limited time. Unlimited more than 40 gigabytes per month slows. Full terms at mintmobile.com. Quality sleep is essential for boosting energy, recovery, and well-being. So take your sleep to the next level with Sleep Number. With a Sleep Number smart bed, you can individualize your comfort level and enjoy a better sleep night after night. J.D. Power ranks Sleep Number number one in customer satisfaction with mattresses purchased in-store. And now the Queen Sleep Number C4 smart bed is only $1,599, a saving of $300, only for a limited time. For J.D. Power 2023 award information, visit jdpower.com awards. Only at Sleep Number stores or sleepnumber.com. All right. Welcome back to the pod. Uh, back part of the pod is going to be delivered by DoorDash. Dash that for the win this holiday season. Make DoorDash your holiday hack. For a limited time, our Canadian listeners can get 25% off and zero delivery fees on their first order of $15 or more when you download the DoorDash app and enter the code NATION25. You heard that right. 25% off up to a $10 value and zero delivery fees on your first order when you download the DoorDash app in the App Store and enter the code NATION25. Big Air. Yes. Was great. What about it? <laughs> it happened. Big Air was awesome, big? Man. Was it Big Air? It was... Is Mark McMars there again? He was hurt, though, I think. I right? got to hang out with him for like 15 minutes. Did you? Yeah, and shot cool? the show with him. I've talked about exclusively about Saskatchewan. It was great. Uh, yeah, he's cool. He was there as like an ambassador for the event. But uh, does he like Edmonton? Uh, well, we didn't. We're talking about Southern Saskatchewan. I okay. think he, I think he loves the event. He said that like ramp coming down. He's like, it's super steep. Mike, you're saying that? He's like, yeah, no, like like these guys are going big off these jumps. He's like, that's why. Like for me, he's just coming back from injury. He's like this wouldn't be the event for me to like start back into, but so like, I saw I'm, your I'm photo. That ramp is a fucking kicker. Yeah, man. It's massive. So it's, we got to go right down, like, like where they come and land and like watching them come down from like, well, they're, they're above the lights at Commonwealth. Right. And they drop down and then all of a sudden you see them and they're, they must be like, it feels like they're in the air for 30 seconds and they're like turning and flipping and doing all this like, like 14 times. Like it's, it's like insane. actual competition too. Oh, it, cool well, it's one it. of the FIS events. Like it's legit. 
Can you imagine they just loaded a normal person out of that <laughs> ramp as like a contest oh. winner and they're like, good luck. You're like, great. It is die. so crazy. Like, when you see you it, die. when you see it. Even not a land, you'd land on your head. It's your crazy. Legs, your legs would just go up <laughs> through your body. Is it more dangerous in your mind than a, uh, like a ski jump? Like yeah, because they don't move. Those guys just sit there and stand. Like, but and they the, take like an elevator way higher <laughs> up and like. Well, but the, I, oh, geez, man. What? I. <laughs> I would argue that it is. I, I would argue it's very similar height. <laughs> what? Nothing. I just said that. Tyler's being a rascal. Yeah, just be a dick. I would argue Got it's it. very similar height to one of those uh, ski jumps. Really? Yeah. I thought that when you like when you're driving into Calgary and you look like the ski jump to me, the elevator it's looks up on a hill. It's yeah. up on a hill and it's up. Like, so when you drive from afar, it looks really high because it's already up on a hill and then it goes up. Like if you win it, like it's still high, but like, I bet you, man, I, I'd like to get like, well, I don't know how tall is Commonwealth. To me, the thought of going down the ski jump in those two tracks with your big, long skis and all you can do is V and hope to live is like one of the most terrifying well, things in the world. What if they were doing like a tail grab, this is what I mean. flip, McTwisty. If you're telling me that these people Daffy. are going a crazier jump and doing tricks off that shit, that's they're turning around and they still have to try to find the, the, the landing area. Like which way is up when you're spinning like 400 times? There is no up. I was very gray yesterday also. Yeah. But yeah, it was, it was super cool. It was such a cool event. Was there a lot of people there? Yeah. I think there was a fair amount. I bet you they probably could, could do more, but I think more people just need to know about it. Like anyone who went there, tell your friend for next year, because they had like live concerts. They had like a rail session for a bunch of local snowboarders to do in like the one corner. <laughs> Love a good rail session. Yeah. And uh, <laughs> Charles. Yeah, no, it was, it was cool. And I got to meet my new best friend, Mark McMorris. I was just kind of super to do a podcast. I wanted, I was playing it cool. You got to play yeah, it cool. Yeah, a little I too cool. Long Olympic game. champ. Long game. I, I asked about how his recovery was, and then we talked about Southern Saskatchewan. Can, so, can, Where's he from? Regina. Northern Saskatchewan. Does this have anything to yeah, do with the big yeah. air, but why was... Nebraska. Why was Gretz and family all at the Oilers game on Wednesday? Like Wayne? Like Wayne and the whole family. Really? Yeah. I heard... I heard from a good source. Okay, but you didn't see them. Yeah, I did not see. Did them. he tell you Otani was going? Yeah, it's the same source. No, not Adam Seaborn, no, is it? Knew better than that, he knew he was going to the Dodgers. I don't. I know. was wondering, like, what they were here for. If there was like a function, you need to start tracking Wayne's. People. You never know. Maybe there was like a friend's birthday. I just thought maybe, maybe I was like weirdly thought maybe they were here for the big hair that they love the big hair so much they just had maybe they were there. there. I don't know. Is there luxury boxes at that thing? Yeah. 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 I don't see Wayner and the family sitting on the. <laughs> no. It was only like minus, minus two, two or three, but I still wore like my big winter jacket just because when you're not moving. So you imagine Wayne coming into the house in Calabasas, is it? And saying, gather children. We're all We're going to Edmonton for the big air. At the <laughs> I can see Wayne doing that just because he's like, well. you know, there's a big air happening in Edmonton. We should go check it out. Now he would want to go with the family shut him down. I don't know. Wayne would want to be there. I saw the that. You guys see that clip of Wayne talking to, what was it Joe Buck? I want to say Joe Buck. It doesn't make sense now that I say no, Theo Vaughn. No, it wasn't Theo oh. Vaughn. About looking where, like Princess Diana? Where he talked about he hated coming back to Edmonton because of how much he loved it here. <gasps> and it felt like he was betraying the house. Oh, I'm going to find it. Damn, that's fair. Joe Buck, eh? Even if it's not true. I feel true, like I said, I feel like I was making that up now. Even no, if it's it not true, Buck. the amount of nice stuff Gretzky says about Edmonton, even if he's faking it. Doesn't matter. Just thank you, Wayne. Yes. Because every time there's an opportunity where he could big league Edmonton, yeah. he doesn't, man. 
When I was walking outside Madison Square Garden, though, there is a Wayne Gretzky quote on the wall that says, I always tell people the best place in the world to play is right here in New York. And I'm like, ah, damn it, Wayne. That's marketing. <laughs> I probably shouldn't have read that. No, he's Patrick. Ball. Yeah. Yeah, that was. He's lying to, to them, but not to Jersey us. Mike's. Oh, yeah. He would never lie to us. <laughs> yeah, There's a Patrick. mural in St. Louis that says, My favorite time I ever spent in my career was <laughs> yeah. here. The most important period of my career was in St. Louis. But actually, it would, would be even more hilarious if you blatantly shit talk St. Louis and they're like, You know what? Still a Wayne quote. Just put it up. And he's like, My time in St. Louis wasn't that good. Or he starts quoting Nelly from songs that came out <laughs> after he was there. I remember What's when he St. went Louis to St. Louis. Oh, the Arch? The Arch? Isn't it called like the Gateway to the West or something? Mm-hmm. St. Louis Arch? That thing isn't worth a shit. And then just. When he went cold. there and it was like, he's now playing with Brett Hall. Like Gretzky to Hall. I remember everybody just being like, St. Louis is so dumb. Why didn't they just try to keep him? I don't understand why that happened. Like, how did he go there for such a short amount Probably of time? Because he was a free agent. But then why they, free they had agent. lots of money. Why didn't they give it to him? Yeah, but, or, or maybe it was just always destiny. He was going to go to New York, and like, like you're just, just going to get out, yeah, and you're just going to get you know three weeks of Gretzky. He was only there eighteen games. Yeah, because they didn't make the season games, thirteen playoff games. Oh, okay, there was a playoff push. Oh. Okay, I couldn't remember if there was. And then he, he finished off. What was the trade at the deadline for? Yeah, does it say like on his hockey DB? They traded Brett Hall. Yep. So on they traded Bort Hall for February 27, 1996, he was traded from Los Angeles to St. Louis for Patrick Tardiff, <laughs> Craig, <laughs> Craig Johnson, Roman Vopat. Oh, that guy oh. became something. A fifth round pick who was Peter Hogan and a first round pick in 97 who was Matt Zoltek. All of that wow. for that much hockey? Absolutely yeah. struck out on that trade. So they didn't get... I, like, I don't even know who any of these names like St. Louis wins that trade. So Roman, Roman Vopat didn't become anything. Jay. He played in the NHL though. Yeah. For like 80 games. I think he's the only one that years. did. Who was that first rounder that they ended up using? Uh, Matt Zoltek. Bort Tarkington. Hey, Matt Zoltek did not play a game in the NHL. Zoltek. What are we going to do for this Gretzky trade? Just write some. So is that down. the trade of a team that thinks they're going to keep Gretzky when they get him? Or is that the trade of a team who's like, we might have him for three weeks. That to what me seemed like a pretty big haul. <laughs> Matt yeah, they gave him a bunch of nobodies. Matt Zoltek, 1997, drafted first round 15th overall by L.A. 1999 drafted second round 56th overall by Boston. <laughs> Four years later? <laughs> Two years later. Did he DH? How is it even possible? <laughs> and he was still a second round pick. Turns out we drafted him the first time he was 13. Well, he was part of a Gretzky trade, so that's pretty cool. And he was in, it's not even like he was a college. Guy. And then what did he do? Just dip as a free agent to never played a single. Looks, Zoltek never played a single NHL. Looks guy. like the most successful player in that trade was Craig Johnson, who played 557 NHL games. Oh, wow. Patrice Tardy played. How did Gretzky games. make his way to the Big Apple? Free agency. Free agency. What was the contract? Let me see. It's like nine years, six million. Good God. Uh, <laughs> I wish you made five million. Uh, after, oh, okay. After turning down a three-year contract with the St. Louis Blues for 15 million bucks. Big smoke. Gretzky signed a two-year deal with the Rangers for eight million plus incentives. Eight million a season. St. Louis was giving him Jack Campbell money. Uh, let me find that out. Didn't he make like 13 million Canadian his whole time as an oiler? In oh, he apparently he took less to go play with Messier in New York. Brett Hall must have been so mad at Gretzky. Mm-hmm. I'm going to come to St. Louis. Your, your book's called Shooting and Smiling. I'm going to pass you the puck and you're going to shoot. We're going to smile. I'm I care out. more about the Brett Hall GT racer. 
Yeah, that snow was a big racer? Deal. Yeah, fuck yeah. Yeah, he had a GT snow racer. God, I love how much Gretzky and Mess loved each other. Must have mm. been a quick just one. wanted to play it. God, this is my favorite. Well, the one thing you knew with Mess, you were safe. Remember when they did that photo shoot in New York where they're wearing all their like cool Hespler equipment and shit and they were out in the street? Yeah. Remember that? Oh, man, that was cool. Hockey equipment looks so good in those days, like gloves and like the Hespler. I used gloves. to love the sporting news, that actual like newspaper, newspaper that just for like the advertisements in it. They were always so cool. I still have some of them. I used to cut them out. <laughs> and there was a Hespler one with Gretz. And goalie equipment, I think, like masks in those days, too, were just phenomenal. Storm in the bench seat. Or I think I'd like to see goalies in. go back to the, the Arthur Zerbe. That's cool. Nobody's doing that anymore. No. Well, you can't say goalies go back to just what one goalie ever did. I want the Arthur Zerbe. You know what the NHL should do if they want to grow the game overseas is get rid of the helmet rule. Eh? Oh, yeah. No buckies? No, let people flow. Or the Chris Osgood, even. How there's yeah. a rule saying you have to wear a helmet, yet we know for a fact players don't wear cups? Yeah. <laughs> Which is insane. One guy on my beer league team. team the other day goes, I don't wear a cup. I was like, are you stupid? You can't concuss your j- jibbies. You, you can Christian, rupture them. Christian Kirk of the Jaguars had his nut explode the other week. <laughs> yeah, it hit so hard it popped open. Oh, boy. Oh, and he... Pl- Oh, he wasn't playing. Oh, is that why he was on the That's wow. why he's out. There's Jeez. a groin injury, and everyone on Twitter is like, no, no, his nut exploded yeah. last game. <laughs> that's a groin injury. <laughs> it is. That's probably season. the worst kind. A groin explosion injury. I can't mm-hmm. think of an injury I'd want to suffer less. No. Like, I think, knock on wood here, if you were like Tyler in your life at some point, you will, either, you will either rupture your nut or, like, break your fibula. I think I'd take the broken fibula. No way. Well, actually, no. I don't know. Okay. I don't even. I don't. I, I. You know what? I don't even want to play this game. We're talking about this. No, I don't. Yeah. Like now, now I know what you're feeling. <laughs> yeah. I can feel I like it. it. Yeah. Feeling my plums. What do you, how do you feel? About, how do you feel? Oh, your ruptured plums. <laughs> my plums. My prunes. The juice is flowing down your chin. Oh, what? What? From my plums. From eating my juicy plums when I took to market. <laughs> okay. What do you think about the Bills saving their season? Wow. <laughs> that was huge. I that had a good feeling about the Bills. Game. They oh, got baby. fucking lucky. After that, Sean. No, they didn't. The guy was offside. I know, but the refs normally let him. Yeah, the net like, refs normally give him a little hate. He's probably step back. Kadarius. Tony didn't even look. You've you ruined the season enough, He looked buddy. so dumb after. Oh, man. He looked so and dumb. And how about Mahomes just being play, a grade A baby? Oh, he is a baby. He's I know, baby. but when he went to go shake Josh Allen's hand, he was like, Oh, terrible call, Josh. Oh, my yeah, God. Like that's, call ever. Josh like, say that in the media. Yeah, no, don't come up to Josh Allen. But like, yeah, Allen was like, what the fucking okay? Yeah. yeah, but then Josh Allen went to Kelsey and, like, had his hands over. You know he's probably like, my home is such a bitch. All, but, like, I, what do you want me to we do? We needed that one. Yeah, so, we needed that one really bad. Okay, can you explain something to me? Sure. What the hell is up with Gabe Davis? Why one game does he have 135 and a touchdown? And the next game, he literally doesn't even get a target. Yeah, because he sucks ass. Then why is he good sometimes? Because <laughs> there's just days where he he's Sex not a good ass? he's a not a good situation. He's not a good route running wide receiver. He's ass at it. <sighs> there just happens to be a couple of games. One, he's Josh's favorite red zone target. Loves going him in the red zone. And there just happens to be games where he like gets open for sixty five yards. And I'm, it's like, right. I'm convinced that if Josh Allen doesn't. Start throwing the ball softer. He's going to continue to struggle because guys can't catch a ball thrown that hard. No, just half the guys time, can catch. Half yeah. the time they are tipped. They're right on the guy's hands, but it's with so much velocity that it hits them, pops up in the air, 
and it's picked off. Turn up the catch machine to a higher speed in practice. The jugs throw it higher, Josh. Gun. Yeah. Anyways, that was well, a big if, one. But if if okay, so let's play this out. So say that TD counts. Yeah. The Bills still have a minute and 10 seconds. Or yeah. A minute, yeah. There's time on the clock for them to go back and score. Either way, they just needed a win so bad. Yeah, and they now did. they're tied for a playoff spot again. Yep. Which is huge. Which is huge because football's better when the Bills are good. Yeah. And, and also, football's better when Joe Flacco is your quarterback. Thank you very much. Also, the old man, Joe if the Bills can just get in, in, every quarterback in the conference that was Adam Holmes is hurt. Yeah. Like uh, Flacco's not hurt. <laughs> Ask Josh where Flacco is in the standings compared uh, Jake to him. Browning, probably the best quarterback in the NFL no, right not. now. The Browns are ahead. We're both seven and six. Uh, check that again, bro. Are you guys eight and six? Eight and five. Jeez, God. These are eight and five. You know what I know about football right now? Is I know that Otani makes more money in one inning than Brock Purdy will in his lifetime. <laughs> Brock Purdy makes eight fifty, eight hundred fifty thousand yeah. dollars. Otani makes that in he's an, an MVP inning. candidate on the best team in the NFL. This is last year on that deal. It's got to be. He's a he's a fake MVP candidate. What do you mean fake MVP no, candidate? That kind of money. Brock Purdy sucks. <laughs> <laughs> he's the coolest. If you don't like he's him, he's the then you gotta... coolest. He has he the walks... aura of a cereal, a wet cereal box. Yeah. That's what's cool about him. He like walks in with like a backpack, like he's going to school. He doesn't get the drip. He's got no drip. But maybe that is and the he drip. He doesn't care. He goes home and sits. He runs a tractor still. Like he tries so hard, Tyler. He's Mr. Irrelevant. And here he is now playing with LeBron James in the in-season tournament finale. Okay. Do you think that they should have had champagne at the end of the in-season? They got to yes. hype it up. They, they got to hype it up. Yeah, they got to look like it's a secondary championship. I, I don't even know. I still know what the hell it is. championship hat. Yep. A championship t-shirt. Carrying a championship trophy into a locker room in December when NBA basketball doesn't really start until December. Let's be honest. Now it does. It starts a month earlier. So would you get behind this? I have a hockey-related version of it. Uh, okay. I Maybe probably, yes. Kay. Yes, I would. So every NHL season starts where your first seven games are only against the seven other teams in your division. You run the gauntlet through your division. You play one of your division once every division then has one winner. Those teams go to Vegas for a weekend and you play a semifinal and a final and whoever wins gets a five point bonus in the standings. Now do those games count yep, towards count. your regular season? So if you start do the NBA count games count yeah, against the NBA okay. games count, it counts in the season standings. You just get a little star next to you and it's ding five point bonus at the end of the season. Cause you won the like beginning tournament. I don't know. Or you win 5 million bucks in the cap. I don't know. Yeah. I don't Ooh, know if I like the points in the that. I like that, that the Those games would count towards the regular season, yeah. but the five point bump, I think I don't, I don't like that. I don't know why it just, I think that the point should just be wins and losses. No, but a, an in-season tournament for hockey. Oh, I think just, I would get behind that. But thing, like, they would be going hard. Just minor hockey like, week. They time with minor hockey. What if you week. got, what if a guy got injured? Cause if a guy gets but if it counts as regular season, the regular season, they got to make the yeah, ice look yeah. cool. Then, yeah, they got to dye it purple and shit. Black ice, white pucks. Yeah, Let's white go. Cool, Jay. I'm from Waterloo, where vampires live. What was that about that show? Eh? What? Jim Balsillie said that to Gary oh, Bettman. Yeah. I watched the Blackberry movie and there's like this showdown. Good, hey? Amazing. I think so it's one good. of the best things CBC's ever made, excluding Degrassi. Shit's Creek. But he's getting told off by Gary Bettman and he says he's going to buy the whole NHL. And he goes, I'm from Waterloo where vampires live. And he left. And like, they must've really said that. Yes, to make, like, it's so weird. Imagine you were that cornered by the board of governors. That you're like, I'm going to hit him with the Waterloo line. Waterloo should have that be their town motto <laughs> yeah, where vampires live. Absolutely. My dad 
had a blackberry storm and and it was exactly everything yes didn't your heart at the end when he remember because at the beginning he's fixing the intercom for the guy yeah Mm -hmm. and then to go all the way through in the end and he was trying to fix him by hand didn't your heart just sink like all the the blackberry storms they had and like so millions i had a storm that was the word i I remember my dad got i was like you just made your life 10 times worse. Like it's, knowing you, he's like, why? This phone works great. Wait. No. Was the storm the one with no buttons? It was the touchscreen and you, you pushed your iPhone. And, and you felt the dunk, yeah. dunk. Yeah, the whole screen dunk, would click. Yeah, I don't know. It's crazy, though, because in that movie, you can see the logic of how he's like, an iPhone is a toy and what we do is work. And like, I don't know anybody who prefers typing on glass to an actual keyboard. I don't know anybody. I love the BlackBerry keyboard. Me too. I did too. I don't understand why they like they're still around, but like if they just kept putting out bolds, I would have bought them. I've added and allowed for the same app. And the Paul Pilot guy is so about, crazy that movie. Hey, eh? what is that guy on? He's on some. It's bummer when they talk about the market share that BlackBerry had at that at their yeah, peak, man. only to go down to zero. The, the, the guy that's the hero the, is, is the like the cool guy with the headbands that got pushed out that sold secretly the richest guy in the yeah. world. So well, I re- I interviewed a research in motion in 2006 when I went to Toronto and I went in and I remember like, man, it was legit. They had like a campus. It was in Waterloo. It wasn't in Toronto. And I remember having the meeting and they were wearing a ring of garlic. <laughs> what? I'm a vampire. No, <laughs> but they were like, we have 40% of the cellular market and with, we aren't even selling in Europe yet. And I was like, God damn. And they're like, we estimate we're going to be 70% of the world's cell phone sales in five years. I was like, holy man, this is incredible. I'm like, can I work here? And they were like, no. And then they went tits up and I was like, that's what you get. What was the reason that they didn't live up to that? Just the iPhone. To get the Steve Jobs footage to released. They're like, can yeah. we please put Steve Jobs in the movie? No. We're admitting that you won. Yes. <laughs> yeah. Watching them all watch it in the office together and they go, oh. It was just, I honestly think that what killed it in the end was that you could like watch TV on your iPhone and play games on your iPhone and do all these things on a led screen that morphed into all sorts of shit. Whereas on a Blackberry, like the scene where he's looking at their UX and their UI and he's like clicking on things and you just convey how shitty it is next to an iPhone. It's like, he was right. Like initially, like you can't do work on it. Cause I remember when I first swapped the iPhone, I was like, fuck, I hate running the email on my iPhone. Yeah, I did too. Now that's all gone. Like it's, it's, it's totally fine. And so he was kind of right, but he just, he wouldn't let go of his vision. But I remember one time being on at playing poker and I had like an early Blackberry. And I remember someone saying, what do you think the last BBM message is going to be? I was like a thousand years from now, maybe like yeah. we're going to be BBM messaging until the end of time. Maybe a little light would go on. I remember that. Yeah. It's crazy how things change so fast in technology. Yeah. And I remember all the boys one everybody by one had, switching to an iPhone. Everybody being, had a BlackBerry. And I held on. I was like, I'm BlackBerry till death, Canada over everything. And then I, we started making apps and I had to test it. So I had to get an iPhone and had like a magic moment with it where I was like, oh, what's so mesmerizing? And then cut the rope. I was like, oh, I'm cutting fruit. And then from like that moment on, it was like, okay, well, now I kind of get a Mac laptop and an iPad. I need everything to be the same. I need my desktop to be a Mac. And to think of how crazy the iPhone when he, when he does that pitch and he says, uh, you know what the thing about selling minutes is? You can only sell one minute a minute. That's how Steve Jobs got singular and all those crazy people to buy into his data pigs. So you could sell way more data than minutes ever, right? And like, I don't know, man. It was just, it's such a good movie. Like it really so, gives you yeah. like 
elements awesome. of how crazy being a business owner Sorry, is. Is this a documentary or is this a real movie? It's a three-parter movie. movie. No, it's a one-parter. I'm gonna is it a three-parter? I, I had it as three parts. I watched it in theaters. It was just straight through. Oh, I have it on like the app or whatever. It's a three. It's anyway. it's a guy from Always Sunny in Philadelphia yeah. plays oh, I gotta watch this. Glenn Howerton. And then uh, Jay Burrishell is whatever founder guy. He was involved in writing it. It's really well done. Super good. I wish there was more. Just no mention of Brick Breaker. None. Not one. Yeah. yeah. And that was part of the. There was two really good business movies that came out like back to back in that kind of window. There was the Blackberry one and then the Nike Air one. They came out like kind of like bang, bang. Really good stuff. Those came out at the same time. Mm Mm-hmm. I watched the air one like six months ago. Read Shoe Dog. Surprised I never heard of this. Shoe Dog's the fucking best. Yeah. Shoe Dog should be a movie. It'd be, that'd have to be long. Phil Knight rules. It is yeah. kind of. Oh yeah. Well, it's a, it's about a part kinda. of the book. Oh, I see. It's like a whole life Jordan. movie. Like oh, the whole yeah. book is yeah. amazing. Yeah. The whole story of Nike. If they walk the whole thing. I love the market of Air Jordans and just how like they're, if you, if they flood the market or like you start selling this one certain shoe at like a super cheap price, like how the, it fluctuates like an actual commodity, like Jordan's do Jordan's totally do. There's a shoe called the Panda and it like is the cheapest selling Jordan because it just was flooded into the market because it's just black and white. It's an air Jordan dunk and it's just like pretty plain and basic. And so it goes with everything and a ton of people bought it, but like then you get these ones that are, like these drops that happen and there's only so many out there and the price just keeps rising on them because the more they're sold, if they're sold for 10 more dollars here, now they're worth now every single one is worth 10 more dollars. I'm hoping to get in on one of those drops. I just signed up for like the Nike insiders program or whatever. And you give you like early advances on stuff and access to those drops. So I'm going to flip. Good luck. Flip some shoes. Well, I, I got targeted, uh, for a pair of Nike runners just today. I was like, fuck, those look good. Sure as shit, they have them in my size. Which ones? Uh, there's an air pair. Air Force well, like, are we talking a Max or a Jordan? Yeah, yeah, oh, no, 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 they're they're a Max. They're a low top. Oh, max. Yeah, uh, there's like, a pair of they Air Force are, ones. I gotta get, I gotta get myself into some to be now. to be. Oh, so fuck. Nice. Well, whatever. I don't get too oh, deep down the well here because I'm trying to find it. But uh, no, that's good. But. So it's like, oh, so I went and looked like, oh, it's on sale. I'm like, hmm. I have. They're so targeting that, you. So then I took it and I went and looked. I'm like, oh, no, these things are selling for like 1500 bucks. I, I can't get them for one. They're the selling Nike, shoes for 1500 The Nike VaporMax oh, Off-White. There's a pair for $99,000. This one's for. There's a guy that. One of my favorite TikTok accounts that I ever see is a dude who runs like a shoe store of some, th- some uh, yeah, it's called cool, eh? and people just walk in with boxes of Nikes and the, and the guy like opens them and like flicks them around and smells them and shit. And goes, all right, I'll give you a uh, 12 grand for the lot. Pawn star shoe edition. I like when he, More so I, I like that guy. I see when he, when he knows that they're fake, but he's still like nice to the guy. It's like, yeah, you know what? We're just not into these ones right now. So the dude's like, how come? And he's like, yeah, you know, we just, uh, I haven't really been selling these too much, but he like knows the minute he opens them and he smells them and then crack like cracks them. He like knows they're fake. So they have a special still- smell. Dude, you can go online and just <clears throat> search like a YouTube video of how to tell fake and real Jordans and just watch the five minute video and do like, do like the retro threes or anything. It is so cool. Super like cool. there's these small little intricacies that you will see on a new, on a real shoe to a fake shoe that you'll know in a second that they're fake. Like even to the, lo- even to the way that Jordan looks on the shoe. 
He's a little fatter on the. Face. I got these. I got these Jordans, and he's yeah, he's, he's fat, and he's got half a head of hair in the logo. Is that <laughs> yeah. not real? No, those are those are fake. <laughs> the half moon Jordans, and, and they're Gordons. So <laughs> I Gordon. have in my in my house. So I've kept all my cell phones from like back in the day, right? Like if a cell phone died, I just put it in a box, and I have them. And I have a brand new in box BlackBerry Storm, never used. Straight up, what? plastic wow. around it, yeah, plastic around it and everything, plastic on the screen still. Yeah, I sell have. that shit. But like, is the box plastic wrapped still? Or no, you, no, oh. no, no, no. You can slide it. So it was. Okay, it's yeah. it's a it's a yellow. It's a uh, sorry, green Telus box, yeah. and you can slide out the package. So then there's a wrap around it. Like I'm gonna tell you right now, that thing buzzes. You need to pop the top off of the little screwdriver and tighten that shit up, or it's gonna buzz. Mm, yeah, that's that. What do you mean buzz? That's what happens in the movie. There's yeah. a Jay Parrishall will fix it. Oh, yeah. I wonder if I could charge it. And like, oh, the storm wasn't the sorry, wasn't was the storm the touch button? Yeah. yeah. Oh well, now they've evolved. They still sell the storm. Oh, but it's not. It's not a they pure phone still. Oh, they, they're still around. They have really? a lot of patents and their portfolio of yeah, patents. They is do, still very they're valuable. basically like a licensing company yeah. now. Also original. How many employees does Research and Motion have these days? It's still a multi-billion-dollar company. They went to run a little while ago in their stock because they were doing some sort of encryption shit. Oh, really? Yep. Yeah, they just had like signed a big huh. partnership with Ford too. something about the sync now runs through BlackBerry technology or something. Um, the When you go to BlackBerry.com, it says in big bold letters, the BlackBerry movie sequel. Find out what BlackBerry is doing today. <laughs> We're oh. great still. Shut Cyber up. Security, critical event management and Internet of Things. What is Jim Balsilly doing? Uh, Ballers. I'm just still trying to get the, get the hockey team. He's like, Finding sorry it? to tell you, it's not worth as much as I thought it might be. No. Yeah. He's going to bring that team back to Winnipeg. You'll see. Hamilton. Hamilton. Was it Hamilton? He oh, walked yeah. into the cops coliseum. He's like, that's from my He just went go. too hard. Yeah, you buy the team. You don't can, tell him you're gonna relocate them. You cannot outfox Gary Batman. It's relocation 101. You cannot yeah. flex on Gary Batman. You cannot do it. You can't. Yeah. And I think him burying Balsily in like nose and then turning down Mark Cuban at the same time. Because Cuban wanted yeah. to buy the penguins too, right? Yeah. Like Batman was on. What's Cuban shit. up to, by the way? Oh, he just right. sold his major stake. Why in the though? Why is he? Yeah, like, he why just does though? what he wants. What's he freeing up his time for? He quit Shark Tank too. I don't know. He's been on for sixteen years, and he quit Shark Tank the same time he announced the sale of the team. Is he going to run for governor? Oh, he's joining Mr. Beast. He needs all the bandwidth. <laughs> governor of Texas. That's what I bet you. I heard there's I an say. opening in Florida for Congress. Ron sure. <laughs> no, George Santos. Oh, George, George. Santos. George Santos. He's a funny name? guy. Eh? Oh my God. Go. That guy's pure comedy. He just, I liked his expenses. He just lies at every single moment. It's crazy. Man. When Congress kicks you over being such a liar among the liars club of America, yeah. <laughs> like, you know, you fucked up big time. I'll bring that storm in. And now it he's says, doing this one video. says it's the biggest single flop in self smartphone history. At the exact same time, the iPhone gets released. <laughs> like, well, okay. well, yeah, just rushed it. That graph they show in it, do you remember how it's like, this is what they do, this is what they do, this is what they do, and he's just like, it'll be fine. <laughs> you can't say that shit, Jim Balsley. He's a spaz, hey? Holy oh, yeah. shit. I couldn't believe it. Like, I, if I was him and I saw that, I would be, like, embarrassed how I'm portrayed. He yeah, was it's not mean, great. mean, mean. Glenn mean. Howard and crushes it, too. He's so good in it. What, when, when the one guy from Palm Files says to him something like, you work out? Yeah. Why is everybody I see at the gyms either real fat or real bald? <laughs> he's just like, <laughs> so mean. <laughs> but he was our Steve Jobs. We had Nortel. 
We had it, then we lost it. Yep, lost we had it. Briex. Yeah. We had it, we lost it, and then we had Rim. We never really had it, Briex. But we that was a it. global mining superstar for a yes. moment of time until like I fell out of the helicopter. That's yeah. when you know it's not going good. Yeah. You're like, hey, I think our mining company's fake. We should go fly over it in a helicopter. Okay, you're the CFO, right? <laughs> That's what happened. That's what happened, man. They threw their CFO out of a helicopter. You're not allowed to do that? He fell out. Sorry. <laughs> Allegedly, about. in my opinion. There's, there's a different way to let go people, I think, but maybe in the mining business, it's a little bit more. Getting choppered? Yeah. I got a chopper in the car. All right, guys. Well, right. Uh, did we Made, bore you enough? No, didn't bore me at all. Did we, we hit all seven subjects? No. Only was Brex on there? So we missed on three. Rapid bit. fire. But that's I think it. we could save them for Thursday. Well, let's see. That's t- Thursday is two days away. Update on the parking feud on my street. Okay, we can wait for that Thursday. One, yeah. That one can wait. Uh, I had two hypothetical questions, so they can all ask one of them. Yeah. Ask yeah. So I had Jeff Merrick on ON every day today. Okay, so flex. Okay. Yeah, he was... Awesome. And I asked him the hypothetical. Did you question. tell him I'm best friends with Mark McMorris? No. <laughs> okay. Probably. Should. I asked him, I said, Jeff, you're a hockey historian. I said, if I gave you a time machine and said, you could either go back and watch an NHL game from a hundred years in the past or go forward and watch one a hundred years in the future. Not close. Which one would you pick? Not even not close. close. Not even close. Future. To future? future? Yeah. Easy. 100%. 100%. Future one? Yeah. I like your answer. I want to copy it. I'll go past. You smoke a dart in the oh, stands. That's and what he said. Get a scotch going. Wear a suit with a beautiful hat. <laughs> the feather in <laughs> No glass. That's like a dandy girl. <laughs> you're that's not what they're doing a hundred years in the future. Uh, it's all. Cigarettes? You show up in a zoot suit. You got a chip in your head. And you just like press cigarette and you get released a bunch oh, of nicotine yeah. in your system. I just imagine the Zins will have Years have now. you guys seen those like tables now which is like the future of watching sports where it's like the tv at the one end and on the table is actually like a holographic 3d players, yeah. 3D players yeah. and you're watching the game like almost a little bubble hockey tournament or something yeah, yeah. A, whole, like a little bubble hockey table what if it's that and you're just depressed and you're yeah. like i want my goal judge as as standing thought. on on the back you're of the nice- net with a dart yes. saying goal or no in a, a trench coat piece, um, oh was it so jeff merrick gives this great like five minute answer on I would go back. There was like a game in like 60 something between Czech Republic or whatever and the Soviet Union. And he like tells this great story about it. And it's this deep story. And then he ends it. And I go, I would have picked a game in the 20s so I could smoke a cigarette. <laughs> and he just kind of like looked at the screen and then laughed. It was He's like, you could in the 60s too, kid. Yeah. <sighs> and at one point, Jeff Merrick let the tats show a little bit. Oh yeah, he's tatted right up, full full sleeves, full I don't, sleeves on him. I don't like it. It's a little bit. Like funny. When I found out Gord Stanky had sleeves, I was like, no, I don't like yeah, it. But he's a badass, right? Yeah, chopper. but they. Ride I trust them on the weekends to his to his band gigs. Yeah, yeah but like I trust tats. him. I didn't know the tats are scary. He's a bad boy. <gasps> I love shit like that. All right, that's a wrap. Good episode, everybody. Talk to you on Thursday. We didn't get to answer the question. Yeah, we all did. Was it you?